I grew up uh, as a Catholic uh, in Argentina you know, to a Catholic family. Uh, you know, we would go to mass every single Sunday, and just like the you know the tradition of of growing up Catholic was great to me, very good values. I went through Catholic education K through twelve, and I am very very grateful for that. Uh, being able to receive all the sacraments, to receive you know religion classes and and all this knowledge that was so good for me and. Um, it was almost like a part of my life, and it was built into my life. And But I never knew the love of God, and I didn't know that I didn't know it and, until I discovered it in my life later on. And then by contrast, I realized that uh, I had no idea who God was before before that and, and, and His love and what it meant to my life, because I, I experienced that. In that faith that I grew in, um, you know, there was no, it, it was a faith that had no relevance for me, for my life. You know, I, I would have my my friendships, my schoolwork, uh, I played sports all throughout, and my faith was something that I would do, but it was totally irrelevant. I, I could say, and it sounds a little harsh, but like an irrelevant God in my life, someone who had no claims upon my life and like who I could just like go to Mass on Sunday and that was it. And, and a faith that was like a great knowledge or a good uh, morals, you know, a good set of values, but uh, not something that was relevant to my day-to-day decisions in, in life. And so almost like an irrelevant God. And then also I see that, um, and this has already come, come up, but um, really good values um, that I experienced. And like my parents taught me all those things in school. They taught me all those things and it was great. You know, respect, kindness, taking care of others and all these like great values that come with faith. But I realized that it had no power to transform me or others. That was the kind of faith that I saw. Okay, it's a good set of moral values, but it really has no power, like a powerless God. Uh, someone who, you know, uh, sets the the bar a little higher than the world, but that is it. Uh, almost like a powerful God. I never expected anything to happen when I went to mass, when I was in a in a religion class, when I would go even to like a small retreat uh, with my school. I never uh, expected anything to to happen in those places because I I believed that God was a, a, almost like a powerless God without saying it, of course. But then funny is something that I, it was something that I did on Sundays. Uh, it was something totally com- compartmentalized. Uh, uh, almost, I could say, uh, like an absent God during the whole week, during my you know, day-to-day life, my decisions, my fun, my study, my sports, my family life, my problems, my joys. God had no say on any of those things, uh, not even present on any of those moments. And so, like an absent God. And so when we speak about, um, you know, the a God who, who is um, all-powerful, a God who is all-present, a God who is uh, all-knowing, <laughs> I did not know that um, before I encountered Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so for many, many years, I would say almost 18 years of my life, 
I lived uh, without experience of the real love that God had for me. And so in that way, he was irrelevant to me, powerless and absent from my life. Um, so, yes, I was invited to, um, you know, through my Catholic high school, I was invited uh, to a mission. Uh, and this was during Holy Week, uh, which in Argentina is a holiday. The, uh, not the whole week, but beginning on Wednesday. So Wednesday through Sunday, uh, you get it off from school. And so um, there was a group that was doing a mission. And so I went with them because they were going to the slums and, um, you know, outside of Buenos Aires, Argentina. And I always had an interest to, uh, you know, meet like the poor and like to, 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 you know, listen to them. And so I still remember very, very clearly when I set foot in those muddy roads in the slums for the first time, like everything started to change just from my, my openness, my heart started to, to be softened by God, uh, just by, by seeing the poverty and seeing people living in a, such a different situation than what I had experienced in my life. And so I entered these homes and I started listening to others and I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, I had, as I said, like this cultural faith, but no like personal faith. Um, he told me, you know, you don't worry, you just like remember the names of people and that's all you do. Then just let me do the talk. <laughs> and it was great because I wasn't ready for it yet. And so I just sat there and listened to to people's hearts being you know, poured out and, and visited many homes. And at the same time, the Lord was missioning to my heart. He was working in me. He was working in me very slowly. The Holy Spirit was opening my heart. And it was on the, you know, the whole mission was that Holy Week. And so on Saturday night, after the Easter vigil, um, we went to pray with a whole group of missionaries, 30 men. And so we went to pray uh, to a small chapel and we were there in prayer and, and thanking God for his, you know, for sending his son and, and, and for Jesus's resurrection. We started praising Christ and, and all of a sudden we were like 30 men, very, like, not very charismatic in any way or anything, like pretty rigid prayer. Uh, we would sing, but that was it. And we started being released in prayer by the Holy Spirit. And we started uh, opening our hands and our arms and being just open to the Holy Spirit and what he was doing in that chapel. And all of a sudden we started standing up and we started singing to the top of our lungs. And like, and in that moment, I I knew, I experienced that God was real for the first time in my life. He was closer to me than I ever thought, that he was more interior to myself than I thought. And so in that moment, I experienced that that God was real and almost like, everything in my life started making sense at that moment. And it was a, a really, really powerful moment, uh, knowing that God was real and that I was there in his presence. And after that, I continued to, uh, you know, follow him and, and made some decisions to continue to follow him, to grow in my faith, to grow in prayer, to grow in knowledge of his love. And it's amazing how much... Um, the Lord has done just because of that initial openness to, to his love. That is the most incredible change that I have seen in my life. And of course, now I see it in the life of others, but 
my life, uh, my whole life changed in an instant. Uh, and I have changed in many, many ways in these 36 years, you know. But uh, the, the change that happened when I came to know Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit and His love was bestowed upon my heart, uh, my whole life changed in an, in an instant uh, when I received His love. You know, I all of a sudden encountered the all-knowing, all-powerful, present God, as I was saying, and then everything changed. Uh, my behavior changed in so many ways. I, I started to care about others, to want to bring others to Christ. I, I started to uh, be able to see the poor, like something that I was totally blind to before. Uh, I started to be better for the, for the sake of God and to live for His glory. I, I, my prayer life uh, changed uh, radically. I all of a sudden wanted to pray. I understood what was happening at Mass. Uh, I wanted more. I started praying more. I started waking up at 6 in the morning to go to Mass before I would go to, to, to school. And this is high school. And so all these radical changes uh, began to, to happen in my life because of that instant when the love of God was poured out uh, onto, onto my heart. And so that always amazes me how in an instant uh, something can uh, change so powerfully. The love of God is so incredible that he gave us that title and he claimed us before we even claimed that ourselves, before we, we before I did become a true son of my father. Uh, what it means to me is being able to live no longer for my own glory, but for the glory of he who has done everything for me. When I say that he has done everything for me, I can share a quick story with you. Um, and I've been a priest now for eight years, and I still remember the moment when I had to tell my parents I wanted to be a priest and sort of like change the plans that they had for me and for their lives. And when I told my mom, she started crying and crying and crying. And so I, I didn't know what was going on. And so I asked her, like, Mom, what, her name is Mary, very providentially. Mom, what's, um, what's wrong? Like, what's, uh, how do you feel? Like, what do you think? And, and she told me a story that she had never told me. She said that uh, when I was a baby, we, uh, you know, grew up in Buenos Aires, big city, uh, six million people just in the city. And then we would have a farm outside of Buenos Aires where we could go on weekends and for vacations and such. So when, when I was uh, uh, young as a baby, uh, we, would, we were out there in the farm and we had a swimming pool. And so they, one afternoon, they couldn't find me for a while and until my... Um, one of my mother's sister, I think, uh, found me floating on the pool as a baby and just like had drowned. And they say that when you drown, you first go down and then you go up. It's when you are dead, you know, you start floating on the water. Imagine the, uh, the, the, the fear of that moment. They just pulled me out, run me to the hospital in the middle of the country. And so not very good hospitals, uh, just like in this little town. And they said, like, you know, there's not much that we can do. I, he seems to be dead. And so you can take your chance and rush to Buenos Aires, but uh, there's very little chance. And so they took me, rushed me to Buenos Aires. 
and to the to the hospital where my family would always go and so when they when I got into the hospital the hospital is called uh, Mater Day so the the mother of God and so they took me into the emergency room I guess and and then my parents went to a chapel and my mother said this prayer Mother Mary if you if he comes back to us uh, I give my son totally to you uh, he is all yours and and his life is in your hands in the hands of our father and well they say that it was almost like a miracle um, that i came back a few days later out of a coma for baby which is very hard with no um you know secondary effects or any anything after like all that they had to do no brain damage or anything like that and and she never told me that. My mother never never told me that to not put pressure on me. And the day when I told her that I wanted to be a priest, she started crying because everything came together. And she said, of course, I knew that because I had consecrated you to God and to our Blessed Mother. And so you are his son. You're, uh, you're, you're the, the son of God, the son of Mary. Honestly, you're no, no longer mine. And so at that moment, I had a... Uh, a realization that what the Lord had been doing in the background in my life, uh, it it really was the the most um, real thing in my life. You know, he he was calling me back to his love, and so now I experienced that after I knew that that I want to live my life uh, for His glory, for bringing as many souls as I can to Him, for many people to knew to know the new life that there is in Christ. Uh, for many people to know his love and I want to I always ask him to give me his same love for his sheep and his sons and daughters so that I can uh, burn in love for those who are away and lost and don't know that love yet and, and bring many to him and so I want to live my, my love in response to his love and, and for his glory I was just in silent retreat um, last week, the whole week, and so I have been praying and contemplating a lot, mainly these things, you know, just uh, seeing all the gifts of God for for me in a very personal way and, and for us as priests in, in general. Um, so I would say that I experienced his love very much related to my priesthood and, and my mission in life now. Um, I experience his love in the way that he shares with me the most precious gift that the Father has, and that is his souls, that, that he wants to put souls in, in my hands concretely, and that is very humbling and there, that is very powerful in my life. Um, you know, Jesus said himself, the Father has put everything in my hands, and that we get to experience that same experience that same thing that Jesus experienced, that the Father puts his souls in our hands. He said, feed my sheep. They're my sheep, but you get to feed them. You get to go after the lost one. You get to to accompany them, to walk with them, to guide them. Uh, that is such a gift. And every time I contemplate that, uh, you know, it, it, it really brings me to awe and to praise and to worship him uh, for for doing that. And it's it's humbling, but at the same time, uh, God wants to to say to me, my father says, don't. This is not about you. It's about what I am doing. 
you and I have chosen you and, and we have to just accept that. And so seeing that the father wants to to see in us and in me particular his own son and that he entrusts me with the mission that he entrusted his son and that he can live in me and that he has equipped me with the Holy Spirit and with everything that I need for the mission, that is an incredible sign of the love of my father for me that I contemplate every day when I wake up and I thank him and I praise him for that. And I would never be thankful enough for that. First, I suffer. I suffer f for them. I suffer for people who don't know yet his love because they're missing out. And so, of course, I wouldn't say it in this way because of the <laughs> reaction. But but what I want to say every single time is you don't, you don't need to live this way. Uh, you don't need to live like that. Um, what if there's more? What if there's more than you have experienced? What, what if there's uh, an all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present God who loves you, who is your Father, who wants to bestow all kinds of gifts upon you? And I have come to experience that knowing Him opened me up. Uh, you know, at, even at the best moment in my life, when my life was uh, I could say almost like a ticket to any place in the world and so many possibilities. God has opened in my own life endless, eternal possibilities. He has opened new horizons that I had no idea about. And so I would, I would tell them, you know, expand your longings, expand your search, expand your what you are uh, wanting in your life because there's so much more and you don't need to live the way that you are doing right now. There's there's more and there's a love that opens up uh, endless opportunities in your life. And so I would invite you to open your heart to that personal love of your father who knows you.